Well, good morning, people. Uh, I don't know what time of day it is that you're listening to this podcast, but for me, it is the morning. It is the morning of September 22nd, 2022. I wake up this morning to this headline. Man admits to running over teenager he suspected of links to extreme right political group. Now, that uh, is kind of concerning to me uh, because I happen to be a Republican. I did vote for Donald Trump, and if Donald Trump ran again today, as of today, unless somebody ever does prove some of these incredible uh, accusations that have been brought against him, I would still vote for Donald Trump. But if you voted for Donald Trump, that automatically makes you a MAGA Republican. And if I listened to the speech of the president and I was somebody of the left and I bought into that whole uh, bunch of crap about somebody threatening the democracy, I would probably feel very vindicated. I would feel like a hero of my country by mowing down teenagers that expressed any type of Republican or conservative views. So that's where we're going to go today. I do believe that we're on our path to Nazism. Well, if that one hooked you and you want to hear what I got to say about that, let's jump down this rabbit hole and figure it out. You're at the Over Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Okay, before I say anything else about this case, this case will be going in front of a jury. The only reason I would say anything more about it is if the prosecutor refuses to prosecute this heinous crime. But it does have to go in front of a jury. The only thing that I know is what has been reported up to this point. And what has been reported is a mature male, Shannon Brandt, 41 years old, of Stutzman County, ran over an 18-year-old kid, according to him, after they had a political argument. And he felt threatened by him, which is kind of crazy because he was in a vehicle that ran over a pedestrian, the man that was killed. So I don't know. It sounds to me like he was chasing the young man. And the call that the 18-year-old kid by the name of Kaylor Ellingson, he called his mom to say that he was being chased by Mr. Brandt and wanted to know if she knew anything about him. She said that she actually did know the gentleman, but did not know if her son knew him. That is kind of irrelevant. What Mr. Brandt did was run over this, what he describes as some right-wing extremist uh, person who is a member of a group, and that he was chasing him. Now, this came just after, what, less than two weeks after Joe Biden, I mean, it sounded like he was calling to arms this threat of MAGA Republicans. And the only thing I can figure that would uh, make you a MAGA Republican is if you voted and you supported Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump. And if something doesn't ever come of all these charges that are brought against him, and they never hold up because they don't have anything, they're baseless, they're politically based, and they fall apart... And even with that, I have to be unbiased to if they ever do finally get something on them. So I I can't tell you that uh, there's nothing that would ever come up that would make me not vote for Donald Trump, but it hasn't been produced as of today. And yet there are many people out there that would tell you 
that I am a MAGA Republican and I am a threat to their democracy, which, let me say it one more time again, we are a constitutional republic. What you're seeing unfold in front of your eyes is what a democracy truly does look like. It is anarchy. It is chaos. We have a constitution that protects the individual like Mr. Kaler Ellingson. He is more than free to express his political viewpoint without being threatened or being killed because he did express himself politically. And where would Mr. Brandt get the idea that it's okay to kill somebody that doesn't agree with your political ideologies where I can tell you one source that it may have come from. And again, people, I'm going to say like I always do, let's slow down, let's wait to see what happens in a courtroom where there are 12 jurors, where there is a uh, possibility of cross-examination, unlike the January 6 hearings, because there may be a totally different story. But I'm telling you, this is what Mr. Brandt, the 41-year-old man who ran over an 18-year-old kid, this is what he is stating as of today, that this kid was part of an extremist group and he felt threatened by them. Where would he get that kind of information from? Where would he get that uh, conviction from that he needed to kill this 18-year-old kid? This 18-year-old kid obviously was not a physical threat to him, because he was inside of a vehicle. This uh, young man, I'll call him a young man, he just turned 18 years old, was calling his mother asking for help from Mr. Brandt, who is 41 years old. And let me just say, the best that you can tell from sizing two people up, uh, the kid that was killed, he looks to be, I mean, he looks healthy, looks like a good body weight. He doesn't look like a little shrimp or a little skinny guy. But Mr. Brand is thick. I mean, he looks country strong. He looks like he could have stood toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh, with Kaylor Ellingston and not felt threatened whatsoever. But no, this man, as of today, feels very justified, righteous, like he did God's work or something. Where would he get this? Well, let's listen to our president, Joe Biden, in a speech that he gave just two weeks ago and see what he's got to say. And one thing I want you to uh, pay attention to is how he tries to shape it in a way that he's not condemning every Republican. There are some Republicans that I guess you could say uh, are not MAGA Republicans, Liz Cheney being one or two, I think. But other than that, the rest of us are MAGA Republicans and I guess deserving of what Mr. Brandt and uh, people who feel like he does and these acts of violence that are being committed against Republicans. Listen to our president of the United States. I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. 
And that is a threat to this country. So President Biden starts that speech out, said he's convicted by his entire soul that MAGA Republicans, which he said dominates the Republican Party. There's a couple of Republicans you might want to uh, check out. They're, they're mainstream Republicans, uh, according to him. But if you look at the last election, how people voted, overwhelmingly those people supported Donald Trump. So much so, I would say that if you believe what Joe Biden just put out there, you might just have to kill the entire Republican Party and just understand there might be some good Republicans taken because you just would not be able to justify not killing some what he calls good Republicans because you would do so much good by completely doing away with the Republican Party. There's probably some people out there right now listening to what I'm saying right now and saying, amen, let's just go ahead and kill them all. But this, this is what I think could possibly be uh, Mr. Brandt's defense when he goes to court. If I was his attorney, first of all, I'd be trying to probably go for, I don't know, maybe, maybe charges of insanity that he didn't know what he was doing. I would probably play for the jury that little uh, snippet that I just played for you from Joe Biden when he was saying that Republicans were a threat to our democracy and just ask them if you were of a compromised uh, mental acuity or, or if you had some type of mental illness, how would things like this coming from the President of the United States play on somebody that's already got a mental illness? So like I said, let's wait and see, but what is obvious is that this teenager was not a threat to Mr. Brent. And uh, just for your curiosity, because Joe Biden said something is strange going on in America, that things are not quite right, Mr. Brandt is already out on bond, a $50,000 bond on a murder charge. And to try to convince the uh, judge that he wasn't a flight risk, he was telling him, hey, I got a job to get back to. Uh, I've got a family that I care about. I want to take care of them. It's not even dawning on him that there's a remote possibility that he will not be a free man for very long. It's like he's totally oblivious of it, which just goes to show the, uh, the sickness of not only Mr. Brandt, but what is being perpetrated by Joe Biden and the left to make a man think that he can go out and kill a Republican. And I don't know, maybe he's waiting to get uh, Joe Biden to put some kind of Medal of Honor around his neck or some type of special recognition. I don't know how that thing, how that's going to work out. Because he does seem to be taking the logical mission statement or necessary action that's going to need to be taken in order to save our country. When Joe Biden says it's not normal what we're seeing today, he's absolutely correct it's not normal. It's not normal to see your FBI bearing a story or a case of a president that is potentially selling American influence, or his son is selling it, just trying to sell influence to his father, who does have that level of influence. That's that's not right. That's not normal. It's not normal to go from being a net exporter of energy, shutting down your supplies in order so you can become dependent on Russia, China, Iran. That's not normal. It's not normal when you're seeing record inflation to spend another couple trillion dollars. That's not normal. 
America, I've said it before, make this make sense. I also ask you, America, who is really posing a threat to this nation in their policies? You know, it might sound trite to you, but on uh, Facebook, I passed along a little thing. I thought it was funny. I thought it invoked some deeper thought. But this was put on the, uh, I'm not going to call him out by his name, but it was posted on April 3rd, 2019. You can think about some of the things that were happening during that time. But what the post says is funny, period. Nazis tore down statues, banned free speech, blamed economic hardships on one group of people, instituted gun control, put the state before God, nationalized health care, strict government regulation of industry, does this sound like the policies of a current political party in the U.S.? Now, the Post does not say what political party that they are talking about. And no, I am not stupid. It's pretty obvious who pursues these types of policies of tearing down statues, trying to institute gun control, uh, nationalized health care, strict government regulation of industry. There's only one party. It's the Democratic Party, but they're not named. That's one of those deals where I would just be real quiet and just not say anything and just hope it goes underground. But no, it doesn't. Uh, it, <laughs> Facebook fact checkers jump on it and puts one of those shields over top of it and puts all these warnings on top of it like you're going to catch cancer if you read it. This fact check comes from uh, PolitiFact. No, the Nazi platform did not echo the Democratic platform, as Donald Trump Jr. said. Okay, so back to the post. There's no reference to Donald Trump saying it, nor is there any reference in that post directed towards the Democratic Party. That's one of those deals where if the shoe fits, and man, they just jumped right in there and slid that foot right into it, like I said. I would have just like sloughed that off and let that die out. But no, the fact checkers jumped right on it. And let me draw back to your attention. John Stossel sued Facebook for their fact checking. And their defense was, is that their fact checking is only opinion. But it's, it's an opinion that will do things like shield you from information and sometimes ban people from Facebook. So you've got an opinion about an opinion. You've got an opinion about an opinion about facts. You really, you don't have any type of credibility in these fact checkers as admitted by Facebook. And just where does the left get this moral high ground? I'm going to tell you where they get this moral high ground, and you know it too, January 6th. It's the only thing that they've got. January 6th is the only thing that they've got. And they have taken it and made it into a uh, treasonous... Uh, what, what else are they calling it? Trying to overthrow the government, trying to overthrow an election. And I'm, I'm going to have to tell you, they got something to work with there. I don't agree with it, but they have really blown it out. And I think what you're going to find out is January 6th could potentially be to the left what the Reichstag fire in Nazi Germany was to the Nazis. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, on February 27, 1933, uh, the German parliament, it's burnt to the ground, and the Nazis take uh, full advantage of it because probably their biggest uh, opponent is the Communist Party. It's not that they're all that different. They have a very different view as far as nationalism and how to run an economy. But other than that, they're not too far off from when he, each other. So when you've got two people 
and they also had the, what was it called, the uh, Democratic Socialist. Uh, you had a three-way fight going there for the same piece of ground, but the Nazis seized the opportunity when that burned down to blame it on the communists. That, uh, that gave uh, Adolf Hitler dictatorial powers in which he could do things like do away with people's rights to, uh, to assembly, their freedoms of speech, their freedom of press, uh, just basically do away with all their constitutional rights. It gave the Nazi party the ability to confiscate public property, confiscate their guns. I would highly recommend that you read about the Reichstag fire during, the, during Nazi Germany. And I think you're going to find a lot of correlations. And just like the Nazis got a lot of mileage out of that, it was also thought that the Nazis themselves were involved with burning down the Reichstag fire, just like it has been thought that our own government was in that group on January 6th and helped motivate that riot. Uh, let me play this for you, too. I've done it before, but it, it's worth going back over again. Ms. Sandberg, I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? <laughs> Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Yes or no? Sir, I can't. I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well... There are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, Similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, Magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person 
videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sandburn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. So there you go. I mean, I'm not in the FBI, and I can't say what they think is a threat to our nation, but wouldn't you just think, as the everyday common citizen, that you would like to think that your FBI could tell you and your government, no, sir, we would never partake in a crowd like that, knowing the dangers that it would be to the people that are in that crowd, knowing that it could be dangerous to the Congress people, the senators, and a threat to our government. No, sir, we would never be part of that. But she said she could not make a comment on that. Again, I'm sure there's, I want to think that there's good reasons why she would not be able to say that, but that's your FBI. So back to the Reichstag fire. After the Reichstag fire, after they hung it on the communist neck, they were able to hang it on the entire nation. This gave the Nazis dictatorial power where they started doing away with people's personal protections, their rights, started separating from their property. And then you know the rest of the story, the Holocaust and uh, the downfall of Germany itself. So for the, any of you that might be so heartless or insane to support somebody like Mr. Brandt, who ran down an 18-year-old kid for expressing a political thought, you better stop thinking about how this could boomerang back on you, how it could be affected against you. Because when the Nazis came into power, they were in power. It didn't matter who you were. You were going to fall in line. And, of course, it was disastrous for the Jews, uh, but it was disastrous for the German people, too. You might want to give second thought to, do I truly want to live in a government like the Nazis? And, again, I would ask that you... Ask yourself, out of the Republicans and the Democrats, who most closely resembles? I'm not trying to call Democrats Nazis, but if you were going to compare the two parties, which one is more closely aligned with being fascist? I would offer to you that would be the Democratic Party today. In that speech that Joe Biden made and the one that I shared with you earlier in the podcast, he did exactly what he meant to do. He was casting an aspersion on the entire Republican Party. That's exactly what he was trying to do. And to try to give some type of context to January 6th, what happened, at best it was a riot. And at best it was a very small part of the entire group. Now there's been estimates anywhere from 30,000 to 105,000 so let's split it. Let's say there was 60,000. There was roughly 1,800 or 2,500 people who actually went into the Capitol building today. That's, that's pretty legit. Not everyone that went into the Capitol building assaulted a police officer. And if I hear one more time 
that they killed five police officers out there. I think I'm going to puke. But it just goes to show how often you can repeat something and it becomes the truth. The truth is, now I don't have any stuff in front of me, so if I'm wrong, don't be too hard on me. But to the best of my knowledge, the, the the biggest high profile death of a police officer, and my sympathies do go to his family, but he died of natural causes the next day of a stroke. Now, did, was it, did it cause him so much stress? It could have been a factor. It absolutely could have been a factor. But they did not cause that gentleman to be in a situation where he's going to have a stroke. That could have been hereditary, could have been diet, the blockage that was in place that would have broke off at some point in time was going to happen. So, I mean... There's one of them. To the best of my recall, the other four officers committed suicide. Nobody died at the hands of those 1,800 to 2,500 rioters that day. That is an absolute, well, it's a lie. That's what that is. Sometimes you just got to call it what it is, people. That's an absolute lie. But if we're very conservative and we we take those estimates and and say there was just 60,000 people out there, it's just 0.0002% of that crowd entered that Capitol building. And again, not all of them were violent. There's already been uh, that story. How about that story I shared with you about, uh, I think his name was Matthew Martin. The judge looked at the tapes, which I understand are something like 140,000 hours of tape that was taped that day as those people entered the Capitol building. That judge looked at that. And it seemed to coincide much more with the narrative that Mr. Martin was saying as opposed to the prosecution. The prosecution said that he entered there violently. It didn't look violently. Uh, The gentleman before him shook the officer's hand. Mr. Martin puts his hand. It looks like a good gesture on his shoulder. And then he just walks in and every other piece of uh, tape just shows him. It looks like he is just looking around much like somebody like a visitor would, somebody that was touring Washington now, I don't know if I would have went into the Capitol building when I saw windows broken in, but he didn't climb the walls. He didn't go through a broken window. He actually went through a door where it looked like he was being ushered in. That's another part of the January 6th committee. I don't think that they want you to know. There's no question that you did have people that did enter that building violently and uh, did damage. But, people, if we're going to be honest when we're talking about January 6th, That was such a very, very small group. And there's still under 20 people that have been charged with sedition. 20 people are going to overthrow the Capitol building in this government. I don't think so. And again, the FBI will not comment on their actions or non-actions of that day. Anyhow, I think it was the death of that young man killed by, I'm going to take it that he's a Democrat. I don't even, I I honestly do not know the uh, party affiliation of of the two men. I'm going to take it uh, that the uh, man that killed him was uh, a Democrat. I'm going to take it that the uh, young man was a Republican, but that hasn't even been substantiated at this early part into this investigation. And I'm thinking to myself, this is just getting insane. It's getting insane when you've got The president of the United States is taking arguably half the population and demonizing them to the point that somebody would even 
entertain the thought that that was a good explanation for murdering somebody in cold blood. Concerning that uh, trial, let's wait and see. I, I will, I will wait, and I will have respect for whatever that jury says. I will probably become a little unhinged if that prosecutor does not go forth with this prosecution. You cannot make the case that that young man was a threat to that gentleman, who is something like 22 years older than he was, a mature male, killing another male. It just technically became an adult and physically does not look like a threat if they were standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with one another and he takes a motor vehicle and just mows them over. You can't make sense of this, America, but we have to make sense of it. America makes sense of this. Okay, well, I think I got that off my chest, and uh, I don't think I feel any better. America, we're going to have to start making sense of this, but I'm going to leave it right there. We'll make this a short one today. I do appreciate you joining me and listening once again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do what I always do. I'm going to pray for... Uh, blessings upon your house that you will stay healthy and that's not just for the republicans it's for this country i pray for mercy for this country I, I fear i fear what god may have in store for this country and honestly on second thought when you take a look at what we're doing to ourselves i don't think it's going to take the destruction the destructive hand of god to bring us to our knees it could be very much like sodom and gomorrah He'll just turn us over to ourselves and we'll do more damage to ourselves than he ever would have placed upon us. But we're in dire straits. We are in dire straits and things need to get turned around if there's even a hope for us. So we do have the midterm elections uh, coming on. You might uh, have sensed that. Not so much that it's that time of year, but by the increased lawsuits brought against Donald Trump. God, the... That New York one, it was was insane, was it not? Okay, I'm going to go just a little bit longer. How is it that they're going to say that Donald Trump was overpricing his property and banks without any appraisals or individuals without any appraisals are just going to say, oh, hey, Donnie, that sounds like a good price. Yeah, we'll pay, we'll pay, a, we'll pay a couple billion more for that than what it actually is. It doesn't work like that, people. I want you to try to wrap your brain uh, around some of these things these Democratic prosecutors and politicians are asking you to believe. That business goes down like that in the United States of America. It does not. And if it does and somebody loses money, that's your bad. You're an idiot. I, I don't even think there's a law against people making bad deals uh, as long as it's presented to you and you had the ability to check it out for yourself, I don't know. I've never, I've never claimed to be the most educated person in the room, but I've got a lot of common sense. And I know if I was going to buy something of a million dollar, billion dollar, heck, if I was going to go buy something that was $50,000, I would want to make sure that it appraised out and it had that kind of value. So, man... They are asking you to believe that people are that stupid. And I assure you, they believe that you're that stupid. Okay, well, the people who listen here on Over and Under is not that stupid. I'm going to do you a favor and go ahead and call it right there. I'm out like a scout, there is no doubt. Looking forward to see you real good. Hey, if you heard something of any value and you liked it, please hit the follow button and tell your friends about this. Put it out on Facebook. Put it out on Twitter. I would greatly appreciate it. Help me grow this thing. Okay, you take care of yourself and you be safe this weekend. Bye.